Karchin Catholics make their mark on Myanmar's strife-torn frontier. This is a multi-part article. Part 1, Origins of the Catholic Church in the Karchin State. Father Paul Lapai Ong Dung worries less about the spillover of armed conflict between the military and ethnic Karchin rebels into his parish territory on the Myanmar-China border. The 46-year-old diocesan priest had grown in the violence overshadowing the ethnic majority Karchin state in northern Myanmar, bordering China's Yunnan province. Our mission is faith formation, education and the Chinese mission, which prioritises pastoral care for the ethnic Karchin in Yunnan province, said Father Ong Dang. The priest takes care of about 3,000, mostly Karchin Catholics, in 587 households in Pangkak Parish in the Banmore Diocese. Banmore, about 800 kilometres from Yangon, is on the Irrawaddy River in a lush green mountainous region known for teak logging, wooden houses and tourism. For years, the Myanmar military have sought to subdue ethnic Karchin rebels who allegedly have backing from their allies in China for their armed struggle for an independent Karchin homeland. In June 2011, violence erupted between the rebel Karchin Independence Army, the KIA, and the military, forcing tens of thousands into dozens of makeshift camps for internally displaced people. The fighting has intensified since February the 1st military coup that unseated the elected civilian government of the National League for Democracy. A major pastoral priority of the Pangkak Church is to offer humanitarian support to the thousands of displaced people in seven IDP camps within the radius of the parish in collaboration with the Catholic charity Karuna, Caritas. The parish also runs a boarding school for students from grade 5 to 10. Father Dang says the China mission offers great hope for the church as five Karchin priests have already been ordained and are serving the region under the state-approved church. There is a growing number of Catholics in China's Yunnan province as many ethnic Karchin have converted from animism. Catechists serve the community and we provide pastoral and social care for them, he said. Father Dung strives to maintain a balanced functional relationship with the three major groups, the KIA, the government and the Chinese authorities. Other challenges include ensuring the participation of lay people in parish activities. The COVID-19 pandemic has been a roadblock. The China mission was suspended some time ago after authorities closed the border because of the pandemic. Due to COVID-19, we were forced to suspend the boarding school and the mission in China, Father Dung said. Father Dung, Pangkak Parish and Ban Moor Diocese were built on the legacy of Western missionaries, especially the Missionary Society of St. Columban, which evangelised in the area and laid the foundation of the Catholic Church there. He was baptised by a Columban missionary 
in a community dominated by Baptists. The Bible inspired me to choose priestly life, he said. Near Pankat village, located just eight kilometres from the China-Myanmar border, is the birthplace of Bishop Raymond Samlat Gam, the first bishop of Banmorb Diocese. Bishop Gam was encouraged to become a priest by Irish Columban Father James Fitzpatrick. The missionary supported the young boy to join a seminary in Yangon. Bishop Gam became a bishop in 2006, and the late Archbishop Paul Zingtung Wong of Mandalay was also one of Father Fitzpatrick's students. Father Fitzpatrick was part of a band of 12 Columban missionaries who arrived in what was then known as Burma in 1946. In Barmo, Father Fitzpatrick worked tirelessly to serve about 1,000 Catholics who lived in the hills, requiring him to undertake long treks and pony rides up and down to offer spiritual and pastoral services. Poor health due to tuberculosis and high blood pressure constantly bothered him, and he died on May 22, 1963. Bishop Garm says that during his childhood he was afraid to meet and greet Columban foreign missionaries because he saw them as strange people with a different skin tone and who spoke an unusual language. And thanks to the missionaries' great example and their moral support, he got an education and became a priest in 1981. They prioritised evangelisation among the Kachin people and transformed their lives through Christian education, Bishop Gum told UCA News. And he recalled an old saying that the Columbans had watered the plants of faith in Kachin where missionaries from the Paris Foreign Mission Society had sowed the seeds in the 19th century. The first footprints of Catholicism were marked in 1856 when French MEP Bishop Paul Brigandet visited the northern region of Burma, including Michener, the Kachin state capital. In 1873, three MEP priests arrived to carry out missionary activities. The extreme weather, including scorching heat, made the mission extremely difficult. In the three decades until 1901, a total of 14 priests either died or returned home in poor health due to malaria. The arrival of the Columbans from Ireland in 1936 gave new impetus to the mission, which eventually spread to the entire Kachin state. By the 1950s, Burma was known as one of the richest countries in Asia, exporting rice, jade, gold, rubber and teak wood. And thanks to the high-quality education and Christian mission schools at that time, many considered Burma the best-educated nation in Southeast Asia. Sadly, everything collapsed after the 1962 military takeover. And starting from 1965, military ruler General Nay Win nationalised all schools and hospitals, and in 1966 he ordered the expulsion of all missionaries who had arrived after 1948. Such short-sighted moves, coupled with iron-fisted military rule and a long-running ethnic insurgency, made a once prosperous nation one of the poorest in Asia. Nung Tang, an ethnic Kachin Catholic, 
from a remote village in Karchin State recalled the great endeavours of Columbans to take education to local communities. Tung studied in a school set up by the Columbans and graduated from a university in Mandalay. And with help from Columban priests, especially financial support, it would have been difficult for us to join the universities and get a degree, Tung, a father of eight, told UCA News. The 75-year-old catechist says life was extremely challenging for the Karchin people in those days. They lived in remote areas and relied on agriculture for a living. No one went to school as there were no schools. And before colonial rule, animism was the main belief system of the Karchin people. Agriculture on hill terrain was their mainstay for ages, and more recently, jade and gold mining has become a major livelihood for many. Tung said his grandparents were animists and his parents became Catholics before he was born. Missionaries came to the village riding ponies, usually once a year, with food and medicines stacked on their saddles. It was a joyful moment for Karchin people when Columban priests visited the village despite all the challenges, including poor transportation, mountainous terrain and the shortage of priests, he recalled. And after finishing his education, Tung attended a catechism course in a church-run school. He was, then went on to serve on the pastoral council in Banmore Diocese for more than five decades. It's a privilege for me to get an education and serve in the church, thanks to much help from the Columbans, Tang said. I can't express my deep gratitude to them. The Columbans and the church in Kachin cannot be separated as their contributions to us are so impressive. Part 2 to follow.